0: I wanted to collaborate with animals to record sound. That's the way I, I phrase it. Conservation sound. It's just inviting the imagination to to work and generate images, generate ideas. Episode A. And I was wondering why space these days is so so exciting and forest a little
1: bit less. A for Antoine and the fox.
0: So that's when I decided to start and explore the forest, sort of NASA style. My name is Antoine Bertha, I'm an artist. I like um, making audio narratives and combining elements of broadcast uh, sculpture and publication as well. Recently I've been particularly interested in forest as part of a residency with the uh, Forestry Commission England. So I basically spend uh, the past three years on and off uh, in forests uh, around England. And uh, also, uh, more recently, I got interested in selling boats, so I'll be going to the Amazon forest soon to um, spend some time on the river. What you're listening to now is is a fox wandering just on the outskirts of London and running (laughs) through branches for about 12 hours wearing a recording color of my own design so it's basically a a collaboration between a a fox and I to explore the forest in a in a a different way I sort of started finding what I wanted to do and I wanted to collaborate with animals to record sound that's the way I, I phrase it by walking in forests at night and uh, seeing that obviously i mean obviously once you've done it <laughs> at night you see forests are amazing places to stargaze and look at stars and actually you see more of the stars than the trees at night and even in in kill forest for example where a forest where i spend a lot of time uh, you actually don't see your body because it's so dark <laughs> you only see the stars And um, at the beginning of the residency, it was a terrible feeling of uh, having all of these forests uh, to explore and uh, how all the wonderful things I could discover and also being a little bit paralyzed by uh, <laughs> maybe not really knowing exactly what to do or or actually feeling a little bit somehow bored or... I guess it was some kind of, of artistic panic. Uh, anyway. As I was in this sort of um, artistic numbness, it was a summer and it was at, at about the same time when the uh, the first Voyager went out of the solar system. So it became the first human-made object to go out of this, the solar system. That was around the time of the beginning of my residency. I started wondering why space these days is so exciting. Space exploration to people in the media, etc. And forests have sort of become kind of boring if you <laughs> look at it. And I'm, I'm caricaturing, of course. Forests aren't boring, but it was kind of the feeling I was in. They often come across as a place for relaxation and being with your family, etc. Somehow it's perhaps, I thought, because we assume... Uh, that we know everything about it somehow and uh, we've conquered it uh, whatever that means and that space is the place that you still can explore and go there for the first time so that's when I decided to start and explore the forest sort of NASA style or European Space Agency style and um, you know work with a similar idea than to explore space with a probe, so using an external system. And that's when the idea of the starting to collaborate with animals came in, to work with organisms that are mobile and that can record the forest without me being around and sort of having their own path through it. And uh, even more than that, they will know the forest and explore it in a, in a very different way and sort of probably break the, the idea that we know everything about the forest and reveal things that we never accessed. That was the original concept and that was the start of a adventure (laughs) first there was the making of the device itself the color that i could use to record the sound itself so for this i started collaborating with simon Cacheux, who's actually a friend i've collaborated with for many years he's good at electronics i'm not um, and, you know, he likes my project, so it's always a good exchange. So we figured out a system where first it would need to be, of course, suitable for the fox. So we started many discussions with companies that usually make colour for scientific purposes and started chatting with organisations around London, and mainly organisations that rescue foxes and I have an experience of working with foxes the device itself i um should i describe it uh sure yeah um so it became obvious that a good strategy wouldn't be to capture a fox and capture it back to collect the sound back um yeah so the idea became that we don't capture a fox and start collaborating with an organization that rescue foxes and rehabilitate them and that when a fox is ready to go back to nature, that would be a good time to borrow some of its time and place a a recorder on them. And the idea would be that this recorder falls automatically on the ground and that we could uh, find it back using uh, its GPS coordinates. So that's what I made in collaboration with Simon. It's uh, something you can attach to a fox but after 12 hours it will automatically fall on the ground and send you the, the coordinates of where it is and uh, obviously there's also a sound recorder in it which we had to make very little so that it can go in the colour and and be light. The colour itself we had to 3D print it so that it's as small as possible and to fit all the components. Um, And yeah, that's basically what the system is. I guess the um, The major challenge, the major aspect of trying to collaborate with an animal to record sound is that you have to make sure... So so it's not a scientific project and it's hard to justify, even to myself, to start with, that for an art project that could be hopefully interesting but also could just be not very good, that you will just be bothering a fox... (laughs) and uh, sort of harass the fox. And so what took a lot of time anyway was to build a relationship with an organization that would be really happy to, to help me doing that. And uh, so I eventually found an organization called the Harper Asprey Wildlife Rescue. They were really interested in the project and helping me work with the fox and make sure that everything would go fine, basically it took a lot of time to not to convince them particularly but just to find the the right people that would be interesting
1: a a lot of people listening to this from a scientific background the moment they hear this is an artist they'll be like oh right yeah mm." although they'll still be horn with actually he's doing like a gps collar we, we we'd do that <laughs> so it's like you're doing something that a scientist could definitely do but you're also very clear with that you are not a scientist and that it's not scientific work um did you have any experience on that front you know dealing with scientists or whatever what was there something that needed to be worked through at any point in that So
0: do you mean in terms of my relationship to science, did I have to find a position? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I mean, I have a a scientific background. I came to the arts quite late, but not in animal science anyways. It's like in physics. (laughs) But um, I guess I never considered my work to be different in terms of the objective of my artistic work to be any different than a scientific project in the sense that I'm trying to understand things using certain methods and i guess i just went into art because it offered the possibility of designing my own tools and to make them as crazy as possible and but i really i mean i don't know if that's um it's true or not it's but
1: absolutely brilliant <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um
0: but I, I really feel like as a in a way as a scientist it's not a question of as good or or worse but just you know the the sort of process um
1: Uh, that's that's brilliant i think that's that's really exciting to hear actually i really enjoy that okay cool i think that's great
0: So the sound quality is quite uh, lo-fi as you can hear and I guess it's lo-fi for two reasons. One was, <laughs> to be honest, we had to fit all these components in one color and that became quite a challenge and we started working with a, a very small recorder, me and my uh, technology partner. And also it's a reference to the sort of lo-fi communication resolutions that you get in space communication, for example, when you hear an astronaut communicating from a distance, I found this quality, this type of signals, you know, there's, there's a lot of noise and you don't hear very much, quite fascinating, because I I feel they create a lot of space for imagination, you know, you only have snippets of information about the place you're listening to, but you... Uh, you're invited to create more and like to guess what you can't hear. I feel sometimes they're they're more exciting than high resolution recordings where basically the recording is telling you this is what it is, that's everything, you don't have to guess anything.
1: That's Antoine and the fox. I asked him too about where else he applies these approaches.
0: I'm starting working on a project. It's kind of a startup where, with a designer, where um, we're growing plants to make materials, to make objects.
1: Like fabric or? Yeah,
0: like plastic kind of thing, Uh, (laughs) but organic plastic. Wow. And to design objects. There's this installation that I did some time ago I'm trying to bring together, which is a tree, fountain tree.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And it's uh, trying, I want to install it in a city to try and bring the intention back. You know, because trees and cities, they're here, but they like decoration most of the time. Consider decoration and I want to bring them in the center of attention. So, yeah, balloons, I made a series of recordings by attaching microphones on balloons, helium balloons, weather balloons. Um, But I guess what's different from attaching a microphone compared to a camera, for example, to me is as simple as, in a way, as the difference between the sort of difference that you can find between a radio narrative, a radio play, and a film, or just a video film news or whatever is is it radio gives you a lot of space to think and create your own images or your own scene <laughs> but what's what's great is that this process of hearing something hearing the person releasing the balloon and then the sound progressively disappearing but knowing that you know the balloon it has to be somewhere it's just inviting the imagination to to work and generate, you know, generate images, generate ideas. And um, so in a way, it's quite a conceptual project or it's it's uh more of a generator of ideas or an invitation to dream about things than actually recording any sound. Um, that's how I see it.
1: Antoine Bertin. I suppose what strikes me about his approach is the comparison with conventional GPS collar surveys. This isn't just plotting an animal's movements on a static map, it's like plotting the telemetry on GIS where there is an audible layer to the GIS. And that can appeal inside and outside conservation circles by being what Antoine calls an invitation to dream. That's Conservation Sound, episode A. Subscribe and share if you care to. conservationsound.wordpress.com or coffeeflavouredtea.net Feedback is very welcome.